Section number nine of the Glories of Ireland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Glories of Ireland, edited by Joseph Dunn and P. J. Lennox. Section number nine, Irish metalwork, by Dermid Goffey. From the earliest times in the history of Western Europe, Ireland has been renowned for her work in metal. The first metal used was copper, and copper weapons are found in Ireland dating from 2000 BC or even earlier. The beautiful designs of which show that the early inhabitants of the country were skilled workers in metal. Fields of copper exist all along the southern seaboard of Ireland. Numbers of flat copper celts, or axes, have been found modeled on the still earlier stone implements. By degrees, the influence of the early stone axe disappears, and axes of a true metal type are developed. Primitive copper knives and awls are also abundant. The fineness of the early Irish copper work is seen at its best in the numerous copper halberd blades found in Ireland. These blades, varying from 9 to 16 inches in length, were fastened at right angles by rivets into wooden shafts. The blades show a slight sickle-like curve and are of the highest workmanship. Halberds somewhat similar in type have been found in Spain, North Germany, and Scandinavia. Between the years 2000 and 1800 BC, the primitive metalworkers discovered that bronze, a mixture of tin and copper, was a more suitable metal than pure copper for the manufacture of weapons and the first period of the Bronze Age may be dated from 1800 to 1500 B.C. The bronze celts at first differed little from those made of copper, but gradually the type developed from the plain wedge-shaped celt to the beautiful socketed celt, which appears on the scene in the last or fifth division of the Bronze Age, 1900 to 350 B.C. It was during the Age of Bronze that spears came into general use, as did the sword and rapier. The early spearheads were simply knife-shaped bronze weapons riveted to the ends of shafts. But by degrees the graceful socketed spearheads of the late Bronze Age were developed. Stone molds for casting the early forms of weapons have been found. But as the art of metalworking became perfected, the use of sand molds was discovered, with the result that there are no extant examples of molds for casting the more developed forms of weapons. The bronze weapons, celts, swords, and spearheads are often highly decorated. In these decorations can be traced the connection between the early Irish civilization and that of the eastern Mediterranean. The Bronze Age civilization in Europe spread westward from the eastern Mediterranean either by the southern route of Italy, Spain, France, and thence to Ireland, or, as seems more probable, up the river Danube than down the Elbe and so to scandinavia whence traders by the north of scotland introduced the motives and patterns of the aegean into ireland whichever way the eastern civilization penetrated into ireland it left england practically untouched in her primitive barbarity of gold work for which ireland is especially famous the principal feature in the bronze age was the lanula a crescent-shaped flat gold ornament generally decorated at the ends of the crescent these lunulae are found in profusion all over Ireland. A few have been found in Cornwall and Brittany, and a few in Scotland and Denmark. 
One has been found in Luxembourg and one in Hanover. Gold collars are numerous in Ireland and also date from the Bronze Age. The earliest form of collar is the torque of twisted gold. Another type, later in date than the torque, is the gold ring-shaped collar. Two splendid examples of this latter type were found at von Masnoy, the decoration of which in Latene, or trumpet, pattern shows the connection between the Irish and the continental designs. A find of prehistoric gold ornaments in County Clare should be mentioned. An immense number was there discovered in 1854, hidden together in a cyst, the value of the whole being estimated over 3,000 lira. After the Bronze Age comes the Iron Age. The introduction of iron wrought a great change in metalworking, but as iron is a metal very subject to oxidization, comparatively few iron remains are found. There are some swords of an early pattern in the National Museum at Dublin. It has been shown that the pre-Christian metalwork of Ireland is well worthy of attention, but it is to the early Christian metalworkers that Ireland owes her preeminent fame in this field. In early Christian Ireland, metalworking was brought to a pitch rarely equaled and never excelled. The remains found, such as the Tara Brooch, the Cross of Kong, and the Ardai Chalice, are among the most beautiful metalwork in the world. The wonderful interlaced patterns, which are typically Celtic, bewildering in their intricacy, and fascinating in the freedom and boldness of their execution, lend themselves readily to metalwork. The connecting link between the metalwork of the late pagan period and that of early Christian times is cheaply exemplified by the penannular brooches, of which great numbers have been found in Ireland. Examples of this characteristically Celtic ornament may be seen in all Celtic countries. In its earliest form, this brooch is simply a ring with a gap in it, to which a pin is loosely attached by a smaller ring. Gradually, the open ends of the ring, which need some enlargement in order to prevent the pin slipping off, became larger and ornamented. In time, these became regular trumpet-shaped ends, generally ornamented with characteristic trumpet patterns. The next stage was to close the gap, leaving a ring with a crescent-shaped disc at one side. Space does not permit of the description of the numerous brooches found. It will be sufficient to describe the terra brooch, which is the crowning glory not only of the Irish, but of any metalworker's art. The terra brooch, whose only connection with terra is its name, was found near Drogheda. It is about seven inches in diameter and the pin about 15 inches long. It is made of bronze covered with the most elaborate interlaced ornament in gold. The finesse of the interlaced work may be compared with, and is quite equal to, that of the best illuminated manuscripts. The freedom of its execution is amazing. Besides panels of ribbon ornament, which include spirals, plated work, human heads, and animal forms, the front of the brooch is decorated with enamel and settings of amber and colored glass. The back of the brooch is, as is often the case in Irish work, decorated in a bolder manner than the front, and the trumpet pattern is there very marked. The head of the pin is also elaborately decorated. The minute and intricate style of the work is strikingly shown by the fact that, even after prolonged study, some patterns escaped notice and have only lately been discovered. Further, each of the gold lines is made of tiny gold balls, so small as only to be seen by means of a magnifying glass. With the introduction of Christianity, the attention of artificers 
was turned to the manufacture of church vessels and shrines of these perhaps the most beautiful are the ard chalice and the cross of kong and the shrine of saint patrick's bell though great numbers are other sacred ornaments such as the shrine at saint lecton's arm and the numerous bell shrines are also fine examples of the work of an unsurpassed school of metal workers the date of the tower brooch is not easy to determine but it may probably be placed in the eighth century of our era the arde chalice belongs probably to about the same date it was found in a rath at arde county limerick in eighteen sixty eight it measures seven inches in height and nine and a half inches diameter around the cup is a band of fine filigree interlaced ornament in the form of panels divided by half beads of enamel below this are the names of the twelve apostles in faint celtic lettering the two handles are beautifully decorated with panels of interwoven ornament and on the sides are two circular discs divided into ornamented panels the underside of the foot of the chalice is also very beautifully decorated the shrines of the bells of the irish saints are interesting examples of irish metalwork as is fitting the finest of these is the shrine of st patrick's bell this was made by order of king domnall o'lachlan between the years one thousand ninety one and one thousand one hundred and five to contain st patrick's bell a square iron bell made of two plates of sheet iron riveted together the shrine is made of bronze plates to which gold filigree work and stones are riveted the top of the shrine curved to receive the handle of the bell is of silver elaborately decorated the back is overlaid with a plate of silver cut in cruciform pattern around the margin of the back is engraved the following inscription in irish a prayer for domnal yulachlan by whom this bell shrine was made and for domnal successor of patrick by whom it was made and for Catherine, u malakalin the keeper of the bell and for kudeligs u imanon with his sons who fashioned it the whole is executed in a very fine manner and is the most beautiful object of its kind in existence another beautiful shrine known as the cross of kong made to enshrine a piece of the true cross presented by the pope in one thousand one hundred twenty three was made for king turlaw o'connor at about that date it is two feet six inches high and one foot six and three-quarter inches wide it is made of oak cased with copper and enriched with ornaments of gilded bronze the ornamentation is of the typical irish type as on the arda chalice and the shrine of st patrick's bell a quartz crystal set in the centre of the front of the cross probably held the relic it is clear from the succession of beautiful work executed from the eighth to the twelfth century that there must have existed in ireland during that period a school of workers in metal such as has seldom been equalled by any individual worker or guild before or since and never excelled the examples described are only of the more famous of the remains of, I of early irish christian art in metal but they are surrounded by numerous examples of pins brooches and shrines each worthy to rank with the finest productions of the metal worker the shrine of saint modique date uncertain ought perhaps to be mentioned on it are found several figures including three nuns men with books sceptres and swords and a lifelike figure of a harper besides articles of ornament articles of use such as bits for horses and household utensils have been found which show that the irish smiths 
were as well able to produce articles for everyday use as the artificers were to create works of art in metal with the landing of the english in one thousand one hundred sixty nine the arts and sciences in ireland declined indeed from that time on and for long afterwards almost the only metal workers needed were makers of arms and weapons of offence and defence references british museum brown bronze age guide copy bronze age in ireland allen celtic art abercrombie bronze age pottery wild catalogue of the royal irish academy's collection allen christian symbolism stokes christian art in ireland petrie ecclesiastical architecture in ireland coffee guide to the celtic antiquities of the christian period preserved in the national museum dublin Kane, industrial resources of ireland o'curry manners and customs of the ancient irish coffee new grange and other incised tumuli in ireland Dechlete, manual darkology prehistoric ridgeway origin of currency and weight standards end of section nine Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America.